Hey guys, it's Mark and Brittany here. Problems, we have all got them. Whether it's the dogs chasing the chickens, kids bickering in the living room, the state of our country, or just the general moral decline. We're tired of just sitting back and watching things roll by, knowing that there is something we could do somewhere, so what exactly does that even mean? So we'd like to share our experiences with you, whether it's through our modern homesteading or just our family life, the good and the bad, to provide you with the encouragement to go against the grain to get the complete fulfillment God intended for us out of life. There are things that we can be doing, and you know what? It, it starts, starts at, at our, our home. Welcome back, guys, to It Starts at Our Home. Um... Before we get started, if you would just take a quick second to follow us so that you can keep up to date with all of our new podcasts, and you can check out our website too at itstartsatourhome.com. And with that, let's get started. So today, we're going to talk about guys. And basically, I'm just going to be blunt, it's time to man up, um, we're going to talk about leadership. We're going to talk about what it means to lead, the examples that we have, um, yeah, and just dis- different aspects of it. So Brittany and I uh, just got back from my sister's wedding, and we had a uh, real good sermon preached for the service that just talked about um, marriage and Obviously, part of that was the guys leading and the guys being the head of the household um, and what that means. And, and yeah, was just some good inspiration for this podcast. So um, let's start out with, well, let's start out with God, first and foremost. Uh, the example of how to lead, of taking care of and taking care of us, um, Brittany, you can jump in at any time, (laughs) but sorry guys, I just drew a blank, but, um, no, just the, just the perfect example of ultimately laying down his life for us, uh, so that we could be with him in heaven, giving up basically everything that was good for him so that we could have what was best for us. Um, and as as men of our houses, as fathers, as husbands, that is ultimately what we owe our family. Uh, the ultimate sacrifice and doing what is best for our family, doing what is best for our wives. That does not always mean doing what comes easy or doing what they want, um, especially especially when it comes to our kids. Uh, when we've got, we've got kids with ages from 5 till 16, and quite frankly, I would say more times than not, what we are doing for our kids is not enjoyed by them and is not liked by them. Uh, that doesn't mean that we're wrong. That doesn't mean that that's part of leadership. Um, that's part of what we're talking about in general, going against the grain and doing what is right, uh, disciplining our kids. Disciplining our kids is has kind of become a negative word in our society. 
Um, we should let our kids, you know, express themselves and be themselves and just figure it out on their own because that's their path and we shouldn't disrupt their path. And quite frankly, just the selfishness in marriages of, well, you know what, this this isn't convenient for me or this hurts my business or um, just all of the different avenues that you can go down with male leadership of of copping out and having excuses of why it's not good. And most of that revolves around it's not good because it affects me somehow negatively. And we got to get away from that thought and go back to scripture and go back to what is what has the most value long term what has the best eternal value um that should be the measuring stick by how we make our decisions whether it is in our marriages and how we are treating our wife or how we are raising our children does this have eternal value are we leading them closer to god or further away from god are we living in accordance with God's word or are we living in accordance with our own will and our own design for our life? We are all sinful creatures and have selfish attitudes. And when I wake up in the morning, I want to do what I want to do. Um, where that's being outside and doing something that satisfies my own desires and that doesn't always have to be something bad if I want to go ride my horse because I like riding my horse that in and of itself isn't a bad thing but when I want to ride my horse because it serves me and what my family really needs is for me to do something else or to help teach the homeschool lesson that day um Doing my own thing is no longer in the best interest of my family. Um, speaking of going on vacations and stuff, if, you know, sometimes, obviously the most fun thing to do is to go out to eat, get ice cream, have, well, all of our kids love Shirley Temple's at the weddings and drinking them all up all night long, having 15, 20 of them a night. They would be just as happy as they could be. Is that beneficial to them? Nope, because they when they get back to the hotel room or back home and they end up throwing up because they've had way too much sugar. Sorry, Elena. <laughs> it... it it obviously is not beneficial for them. So, again, we just need to go through and weigh that all out. Um, Brittany, jump in with your thoughts here, and, and then I'll pick it back up. Well, I've had quite a few thoughts as you've been going on this. Um, first of all, I want to just like start standing up and clapping and celebrate that you're even talking about this. Because it is absolutely disgusting the way that culture has tried to feminize men, which started decades ago, little by little by little. 
and now here we're 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 at is literally disgusting and like mark started this off like where are all the men um it doesn't matter if we're talking about in the church setting or non-christian homes just all across the board in in politics everywhere it's somehow wrong to be manly and as a woman like the perspective as far as I see it, it's like the best thing in the world to see a strong Christian male leader. And obviously it would be because that's how God set up, set up society to be. We've just come so far from it that now it's as if it's a bad thing. Um, so anyways, that's kind well, of, I guess what I was thinking. And I'm glad you brought up the feminization of men. Um, not to go down this trail too far today, I'm sure we'll have another podcast about this, but just, I'm going to kind of go off on a rabbit trail for a second, and I promise I'll I'll tie it back in. But I've had a, a thought come across my mind multiple times over the last couple of weeks, and basically that is us as parents, and I know this was the case when I was growing up, um, I'm guessing it was the case probably a little less, but it started probably even when my parents were growing up. And that was that as parents, we like to tell our children that they can be whatever they want to be. And we try to encourage them, and that is absolutely the truth to an extent. Um, There are some just basic laws of nature or even human laws that do not allow us to be some things, no matter how much I want to be a bird and fly. I can't be a bird and fly. Sure. I can go learn to be a pilot and I can do other things, but that being a pilot and flying in a plane doesn't somehow make me a bird. Um, president of the United States. There's laws about that. You have to be natural born. So if you're not natural born, it doesn't matter if you want to be president of the United States. Right now, that is not possible. If you are born and you are four foot tall, guess what? You're not going to be in the NBA. You're not going to be playing professional basketball. That doesn't mean that you can't have a great high school career or that you can't even be successful at basketball, but there are going to be limitations to what you can do. We need to teach our kids to embrace the roles that God has prepared them for. Um, And as men and as you get married, just by God making you a man, he has prepared you to lead your household. Whether you want to or not, whether you think to or not, that is what God has designed. So I can guarantee you that if you are a husband or you are a father, you were designed to lead. You were designed to be the head of the household. Unfortunately, we're sinners and there's plenty of men out there that have decided that they are going to abandon that role and that they are going to not lead in that capacity. 
that doesn't mean God screwed up. That means they've screwed up, and, and that's really that's what this podcast is about. It's about encouraging you if you're off track, let's get back on track. Let's start leading our families again. Leading, it doesn't matter what you lead in. Leading comes with confrontation. Um, so my background, I've been in the military, I've been in the Coast Guard, um, been a police officer. All of those positions require leadership. And all of those positions require confrontation and dealing with subjects that, quite frankly, at times, you're not going to be comfortable dealing with. Deal with it anyways. Pray about it. Go to your spouse and get advice. So going back to the beginning, you know, I think I started out talking a little bit about what leadership is, and leadership is not being a dictator. Leadership is not saying, well, it's going to be my way or the highway. Leadership is not saying, well, this all falls on me, so I'm just going to do it the best way that I know how. Leadership is using those around you that have the skills. Leadership is going to others for advice. That includes Brittany, my wife. Somehow she doesn't, well, she's just a, she's a female. So, I mean, males are supposed to lead. I'm not going to talk to her about how we raise our kids. That's clearly such a stupid statement. And where a lot of this comes and gets all muddied up, um, and, and I talked to, I was talking about this a few weeks ago, um, at our Sunday school, you know, the more, the more we don't follow God's design, it doesn't matter whether, again, it's in politics, whether it's in our marriages, whether it's in raising our kids, the more we don't follow his design, the more we need rules and regulations to help us follow that design. The part of the men being the head of the household is also honoring and respecting your wife and that is a two-way street that is a very much a circular um reciprocal thing if you do not respect your wife she is not going to respect you if you do not love your wife she is not going to love you i'm not saying that there's not times that those things fall and the other person still loves and the other person still respects. But long term, if your respect just continues to dwindle and you are no longer loving your wife, you are no longer treating her well, that love and that respect on her end is also going to dwindle and the marriage is going to go downhill. Um, so again, I guess where I was going with this whole thing is is just we have to be careful not to become dictators. We have to be careful not to be so pious and so arrogant that we make our wives want to lead. Honestly, they shouldn't they shouldn't want to lead. They should want to follow their husband's lead. 
that is the way it was designed to be. But husbands, that means you have to treat your wife with the care and love and respect that God loves us with. That means that we have to think about her more than ourselves. And for, I'm going to say, probably all of us. Because we are all sinners. That gets difficult. And that gets hard. And that in and of itself is a moment that we need to one, go to God in prayer, and then two, keep this leadership in mind and keep how we want to raise our sons to be, how we want to raise our daughters and teach our daughters what to look for in a man. Um, it is a very selfless act being number one. Again, you look at Jesus' example and washing his disciples' feet. When Jesus washed his disciples' feet, he didn't somehow lose his status as the Savior of the world just because he was doing a lonely, lonely, lowly, lowly, meaningless task. As we lead our families, we should also be the ones that are willing to be up early, stay up late, be doing the chores that nobody else wants to do. That to, Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying <laughs> that we should do everything and that the kids shouldn't have chores and that everybody else shouldn't pitch in. But I shouldn't be so quick to, well, I'm the leader of the house, so... Everybody else can go clean out the cow's pen and scoop manure and do all of the dirty jobs. I'm only going to drink the milk and reap the benefits and eat the cheese on my little throne here. Um, acts of service should be high on that list of leading Lead by example. When we... One thing that helps us with a lot of this is, especially if we've got kids, how do you want your sons to be raised? How do you want your daughters to be treated? Do you want your daughters to marry a dictator? that only treats them as a servant, as somebody to make them dinner, as somebody to wash their laundry? Um, do you, do you, when you think about your sons and you think about your sons getting married, is that how you envision them treating their wives, raising their grandchildren? When you look at it from that 
aspect, it can change a lot. Um, and hopefully it guides us to do better. When we only think of it in our own realm, quite frankly, it's easy to get wrapped up in our own selfishness and what benefits me. So I guess I encourage you to look at it through the eyes of your children and what would be best for their life. Because that makes it a little bit more real sometimes, I guess. By the way, we just wrote a blog recently on how to cherish your wife. And so just for some more ideas on things that you can do, tangible things also, you can check it out. Um, <clears throat> and it's not that somebody said, asked me the other day, so like, why did you write a blog about that? And I'm like, well, it wasn't that I was um, sub subtly trying to talk to Mark hope he read that and would change something. It wasn't that at all. Or even this podcast. It's because when we look around and when we talk to people and um, the news, whatever, in every aspect, again, it's just, I mean, it's a pandemic in and of itself. Think of all the many, many different parts of our lives that would be better if men would step into the leadership role that they were designed to. And again, it's plain as day when we look at how, I mean, God created everything. The next thing he created was man. Then he made the helper, Eve. Okay, so what Mark just said, of course, is clear that that doesn't somehow mean that men are superior. Like, let's not cross this and get all new agey. If that's what you're looking for, just get off the podcast now because that's not where we're going with this. Um, <laughs> femininity is actually a beautiful thing and it needs to get brought back. We all need to get back into our roles. And Mark and I don't get it right all the time. I am extremely independent and it's, um, I actually shock myself sometimes at how submissive I can be to Mark with my personality. Um, and I'm, it's because I just respect him so much because of the leader that he is. So anyways, we have to keep that in mind, our different roles that we have and how God set things up and then the kids to be underneath of that. And it just gets so, everything gets out of whack. Probably the main thing that Mark ever shows any frustration with me on is probably when I intentionally or unintentionally kind of inch closer to that leadership role. And it could be the tiniest thing. Um, so just, this isn't just Mark's in my opinion. This is literally how from the beginning of the world things are supposed to flow. And guys, we don't have it all figured out by any means. Um, you know, sometimes we do these podcasts and I'm like, we are so far from following what we're even saying. In fact, just this afternoon, this exact thing happened <laughs> over the dumbest thing. Just if the kids could stay at grandma's and um, anyways, like it, we just had a difference of opinions and I mean, it, it, like just so stupid. And so one thing though about it, when you're in that position 
or any kind of problem in life, just take a step back. Like, is this going to matter? Why, why are we even remotely getting off track about this? It's not even a big deal in the scheme of life. So just perspective always helps any situation. Yeah. So, so we're preaching as much to ourselves as, <laughs> as to you guys um, on any of this stuff because we all need to do better. And, and even that, to just get a little more specific, of course it's not, the question wasn't, would time with grandparents be good? Because in our case anyways, that's always a great thing. But Mark, I can get way too soft. Oh, but this, and what about that? And well, I know there's school first thing tomorrow, but they'll be home before. You know, all these things just to keep everybody happy and everybody getting to do what they want. And Mark did exactly what he's supposed to be doing. Nope, through attitudes and behavior. Just plus we just said like a few days ago, listen, if this attitude doesn't change, then no more just go, going over without us with you. You know, we like lay down the law and hear mom's like, oh, but it's okay. Couldn't we start that next time? And, you know, Mark, so then Mark is making kids unhappy on the phone He's got his wife sitting there like, what, what, I don't, it, what would it hurt? And he totally did exactly what he should have and stayed true. Again, like this is a very small, minuscule thing, but nonetheless, it's, it does get hard. And which is even harder when it's the small things, because what does it really hurt? And honestly, <laughs> it doesn't hurt a lot. That's why you have to judge everything by what is best not by what people want um yeah well sorry did I cut you off no you didn't but for us the more that you are leading um the just the more our marriage is so much better I love it so then in turn I'm just naturally loving you more you're feeling more loved I mean like it just it plays off of each other so harmoniously when both members of the team here are doing what we're supposed to be well and and kind of wrapping it up I mean going back to our title it starts at our home our home is a training ground that's what most of this podcast, this episode, the next ones, really all get tied into. It is a training ground for our family. It is a, should be, a safe training ground for our family. Where we can make mistakes and learn from them. You know, one of the best training pieces that I feel like it goes on in our house is working with each other. And working with family can be like the greatest reward. And working with family can be the absolutely most frustrating thing ever. Um, any, any ranchers that are listening to this will know... Moving cattle, working cattle, anything with your husband or wife or even the rest of your family. I mean, you get yelled at, you're expected to 
know what you're just doing. You're expected to do it and do it now, almost like you can read each other's minds, and that doesn't happen. Um, going back to leading, <laughs> the proper way on dealing with those situations, the proper way of handling yourself when tempers flare. And like I just said, it, it's almost worse when you're doing that work within your family, especially when you've got some very strong personalities. Um, Brittany and I are both very strong-willed, very independent, have definitely have our own ideas on just different things on how to do them or how to do them, you know, best. And so sometimes that makes for some of the biggest frustrations on both of our sides. But leading your family on how to deal with that, not just for family aspects. I mean, that's something that plays into part every day of your adult life, whether you're, I mean, you're always working with somebody. We're self-employed, but we have clients that we're working for. We have title companies that we're working for. Um, we're working with, we've got all these different people that we are working with on the ranch. We work with Brittany's family, um, for the kids, whether they're at Dairy Queen or they're at McDonald's or whatever jobs they have, whether they're mowing lawn for somebody. You're going to be working for somebody and you're going to be working with somebody ultimately. And people are going to have different ideas. And again, using this as a training ground of let's how do you treat people respectfully, but still lead. How do you, um, how do you react to stressful situations? How do you control your temper? How do you control your words and your actions? So, Ultimately, that is the biggest thing I feel like for leading is leading by example and leading through action. Uh, I can do all these podcasts and all the talking I want to on how to lead. If I don't actually do it, it's not going to make a difference. People follow action far more than that. They, far more than they follow words. So, with that, I guess we'll. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry. <laughs> just a minute. I just cannot let this close. And you're going to be like, where did that just come from? Because it's from left field. But anyways, um, I think about culture a lot. And so as we we're just talking about the lack of male leadership, where are all the men? What's going on? Um, I think we need to just touch here on pornography and it's just so doggone prevalent. I mean, right here on this phone, like it is unbelievable how easy it is to access and how accepted it is. It's almost, I mean, I, I would be shocked if you listening to this haven't heard, well, all guys do it. And it certainly isn't even just a male thing at this point either. But it's just, it's just expected. I mean, even as parents, well, of course your kids are, or 
and maybe it's not your kids, you know, it's what the kids next to them on their phones are showing them that, you know, totally innocently exposes them or whatever, how it happens. I'm not even talking about in the kid realm right now, but men just, just don't knock it off. How do you think you possibly can be leading anything when you are having that kind of sin going on in your private life? You cannot. And we try to tell our sons, um, going back to the parenting and what we want our kids to see, a slight different angle on this. Um, do you want your daughter to grow up and become a porn star and have men looking at her the way that you might be looking at other pornography? Like that's somebody's daughter. It's, it's an abomination and a huge, huge reason why we are the way that we are in all the realms. And then whether you think it is or isn't, there's a level of guilt then that naturally comes and sits in you if you're a Christian anyways. So no, I mean, then that just overflows into irritability. You're hiding things. No good can come from it. So, yeah. And it's again, just rooted in selfishness. We, you know, it gets justified because, well, it's, if I'm not acting on it, who's it hurting? Or just anything down that line. It's not anybody else's problem, and we're so focused on what we want. And again, then I encourage you, think about your wife and how she would feel. Think about your children and their future relationships. Going back to what I said before, like that is honestly sometimes the biggest motivator To solve any of these problems, you have to stop thinking about yourself. Ultimately, I mean, that's that's really where sin, whether it's pornography or something else, ends up deriving from. It, it, It is rooted in selfishness. It is rooted in, I want to be the king of my heart and I want to control my life. And I do not want anybody, including God, to sit on that throne of mine. I want to be in charge. And I want to do what I want to do. So, let's get off that throne. Let's let God on. Let's focus on Him. And get into His Word. Um get into his word and get into put your mind in the place of the other people your wife your children um whoever it might be and get it kicked get it straightened out get rid of it be done with it cold turkey and Continue moving forward, leading your families in a direction that is honoring to God and that is also, you know, we don't have time for me to go on. Plus, I'm sure we'll talk about it later. But 
even on the even in the secular realm America is going to be stronger if we have stronger families we weaken the families we weaken the whole country um there i mean it, it doesn't matter whether you are a christian or not there are studies that show that society is better off when there is a strong family structure with morals. So, you know, if you're out there listening and you're not a Christian and you're like, okay, well, these Bible thumpers, they got, you know, it's whatever, they're off their rocker. Go ahead and think that. I, I hope you change your mind. I hope that, you know, you do believe in Christ as your Savior. But even if you don't, this is still relevant. Leading your families is still relevant. Kicking immoral things such as pornography is relevant to the strength of our society, the strength of our culture, the strength of our families. Let's all move forward. Men, start leading. Whether you like it or not, that's the role you were made for. That's the role you're supposed to be in. Time to step it up and go forward leading your families. Thanks. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about this afternoon. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Thanks guys for listening. Um, again, follow us and check us out online. Um, share us with your friends, share us with people you think might need this encouragement. Again, we're not perfect, but we want to encourage you, uh, Shoot us an email. Let us know, you know, what you guys think. Encourage us back. We we need it too. So our email is purpose at it starts at our home dot com. Yeah. <laughs> so we will talk to you guys next time. Thanks.